Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friends. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Abundant Grace. Today, I'd like to talk about biblical legalism. Now, I don't mean that legalism is biblical. And I don't mean that we shouldn't be biblical. (laughs) But this topic came from a very specific post. And maybe, maybe I'll read it, but... I think a description is probably enough. This person had posted on Twitter that they had discovered something new in the Bible and they weren't exactly sure how to line this all up yet. But every time the Bible talks about shaving, there's like shame in the context So there's something to research here was the implication also to imply that shaving was bad even today. Like we should, men should grow beards and shaving is somehow shameful to God. And that's why it's that way in the Bible. And it clicked for me. It helped me see something in a way that maybe I haven't before. Because I've wondered why there are some things in the Bible if they aren't meant to be studied or made into mandates. Like, why isn't that okay to say, look, I guess we shouldn't shave as if God actually cares whether or not we shave. But I don't mean that flippantly because he does care about every detail in our life. I just mean he's not, he's really not caring about that level of control over us and mandating these certain standards that we make up with a handful of verses. Yes, but made up nonetheless. So that's where I would call this biblical legalism because we're taking the Bible and saying, look, this looks like a best practice without ever considering the cultural or the historical context of those verses. See, in the Bible, for our example, shaving was shameful because a beard culturally was a status symbol as well as the cultural norm. So shaving would have been shameful. So we can look at those passages and instead of look at the shaving, are they clean shaven? Do they have a beard? Do they cut the corners of their beard, the long hair, all of these like things that don't actually matter and aren't driving the point home of what God is trying to teach us. He's teaching us about shame and honor, and we can pull back and get a little bit better of a picture. We can't see the forest for the trees because we're up so close to running verse on top of verse, on top of verse, on top of verse. And that is not handling the scripture right. And that is not line upon line here a little, there a little. That's not accurately applying that scripture. So let me reiterate, 
he had a dozen verses to back up his point that shaving is shameful. And there are plenty of other just as erroneous things that we've grown accustomed to. We got so close to them that we couldn't see them anymore. And like I said, zooming out will help us examine, oh, this is actually what God is talking about in this passage. We need to get away from what we've believed before and the assumptions that we've made or the things that we've been taught that are contextually wrong. I love how, oh, I'm going to blank on his name, the the co-author of misreading scripture through Western eyes, Brandon O'Brien, pretty sure is his name. In a conversation he and I had, I appreciated how he said the following about subjective and objectively reading the Bible. He said, I wish that more people would read the Bible subjectively and be honest about it. He did give a caveat that he didn't know exactly how to say this and package it perfectly, but I think you can appreciate the point. Could we all come to the text and admit the different beliefs that we're bringing to the table with us, whether that is cultural or doctrinally, if we're Calvinist or Arminian, or we believe complementarianism or egalitarianism, all of these things you can see in scripture and they're hotly debated. But what both sides can do is recognize when they're bringing that to the scripture as a lens. And the same can be with our experiences in life because we all have prejudices and it's hard to let them go. But if we could be honest about the prejudices that we do have and the subjectivity that we are approaching God's word, then maybe we could finally zoom out and see it objectively. So that's one way that maybe we can remove the assumptions that we've made about a passage or the way that God is dealing with his people. Because if we can be honest with ourselves and aware of the different things that we're bringing to the table when we're opening God's word and asking him to speak and show us things. So a couple of other examples would be like a classic 1 Corinthians 7, 1. It is good for a man not to touch a woman, which actually is now concerning the things I wrote into you, quote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, end quote. And then he goes on, but we're so close to that. And we've been taught that for so long. Some of us, probably not everybody has heard that verse as it and had it applied as this is gospel truth. This is the way God intended things to be. When actually Paul was quoting the letter that was uh, written to him and he was sending a response back. That's just a quick example of something that we can back up from and get a new perspective on if we're willing to examine it. Another one might be uh, that we were taught from like Matthew 1 and other passages in the Bible about men lusting. 
they did not just lust. Women also are capable of that, but that doesn't mean that every time a man goes out, he's lusting. That's been misconstrued and stretched and um, things like men are visual have been taken to an extreme and we feel like we have a Bible verse to back ourselves up and we don't. Um, Same with not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, I might've messed up the end of that, but um, you recognize the verse, right? From Hebrews, we are not supposed to forsake the assembling together with other brothers and sisters in Christ, with the body of believers, but things that that doesn't mean a church building Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, you know, all of the extra stuff that's put on you as if you skipped one service, you're forsaking the assembling, or even if you take a break, because we're taking a break right now. Maybe I'll talk about our break from church on an upcoming episode, but I know a lot of other people who are healing by taking a break. We're not actually forsaking the assembling, but because that verse has been thrown around so much as be in church every time the doors are open, we assume that that's what that means. And we need to take a step back. So the point of this episode, I could go on with all kinds of examples. And there are other podcasts that unpack a lot of this more on specific topics. But my point is that we can have quote unquote, biblical legalism. We can have verses to back up our standard or our decisions, or a preference, or a position on something, and slap a Bible verse on it, or 12 Bible verses on it, if you want a word steady, and say, this is of God. God sanctioned this standard. God sanctioned this preference. And he didn't. So this, I guess it's a cautionary tale to not run a, <laughs> a word study through your concordance and come up with a doctrine around it. And to be careful when we're saying this is how God wants it to operate, to take a step back, get that thousand foot view, get a little closer, get a little closer, take some steps and get different perspectives and views on something so that we can let go of things that are not serving us and that are not biblically mandated. Everyone is going to have standards and everyone is going to have preferences. So we need to be careful to let them be personal standards and personal convictions and not add to thus saith the Lord, this is scripture because we can walk in true freedom. We are not bound to the law. We are in love to Christ because of his atonement made free in victory because he already won the victory. and. Standing in that allows us to live holy lives because we're abiding in Christ, not because we're keeping extra rules and extra standards for the just in case or trying to sanctify or purify our own selves. If you want to get in on the challenge that I'm running next week, head to the link in the show notes. Or head over to yourrelationshipwithgod.com slash overcomers 
It's going to be a four-day workshop where we unpack what our beliefs are and how our belief about who God is impacts the guilt that we carry or the, the freedom that we walk in. We're going to do a deep dive on God the Father because I think so many of us have an unfortunate view of him that is not what God intended as our loving heavenly father. So check it out. I can't wait to see you in there because I want you walking in as much freedom and fulfillment and joy as possible. This life was not meant to be full of all the do's and don'ts and regulations and wondering if we're doing this right or that right. Follow Christ and let the Holy Spirit guide you. We don't need a bunch of extra rules and standards to keep us safe. That is the Holy Spirit's job, and he is alive and well and working in your life, in you, and speaking to you. So you can trust that and walk in freedom. If you want to get in on the Overcomers Boot Camp, head to the link in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.